Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. you right now to heal those who are hurting to heal open everybody's minds god um move my mind from something else god focus on you um in jesus name i pray amen. amen um so um we left off at uh, we're gonna pick up at um jeremiah 10 11 through 16 um and we're gonna um start there um, pre, pre, um, what preceded this was we were talking about the idols and we we're talking about who God was and so now we're going to continue this conversation so now can you start verse 11 yes Jeremiah 10 11 <clears throat> thus shall you say to them the gods who do not make the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under the heavens it is he who made the earth by his power, who established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding stretched out the heavens. When he utters his voice, there is atonement of waters in the heavens, and he makes the mist rise from the ends of the earth. He makes the lightning for the rain, and the brings forth the wind from the storehouses. Every man is stupid and without knowledge. Every stop. Gold... Uh, stop right there. Mm -hmm. So... We we left off in talking about what God is, and now we're talking about how powerful he is, right? Mm -hmm. And then so we have this sentence. Every man is stupid without knowledge. What do you think that means? Mm -hmm. well, I mean, he said every man is stupid. Every man is Without stupid. Knowledge. Compared to God. Without knowledge. Yeah. My, my says, uh, it does say stupid, but when I go back to references on this particular Bible, King James, it says brutal. <coughs> Who? <coughs> huh? What'd you say? It says brutish. Okay, now look that up and see what it means. Because I, I don't know what that means, so I would like to know. Rough, unpleasant, and often violent. Okay. Beastly. That's a characteristic of a man. Men are stupid. Men are, are, um, are violent. Men have evil hearts. That's all descriptions. And I'm not just talking about men um, singular. I'm talking about men and um, men, mankind of all. Right? Mm -hmm. This one says the word brutish means like a brute, and a brute is an extremely violent or wild person or animal. Mm -hmm. That's what she just read. Okay, in the 1500s, brutish simply meant like an animal, and the Latin root word brutus means heavy, dull, or stupid. Wow, that's just that's what so, the um, So, this, the, the, the version that he says, every man is stupid without knowledge. And the King James Version says, every man is brutus, of course. And in his knowledge, every founder is confounded by the graden image, for his molding image is falsehood, and there is no breath in them. See how a difference of a, um, um, a, a version of the Bible is? So we got, we have, we've left with every man is stupid without knowledge, Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols and his images are false and they have no breath in them. But this one says, every man is brutus in his knowledge and every founder is confounded by the graven image for his molten image is falsehood and there is no breath in them. Basically saying that you stupid to believe that something that you made is real. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That it can give you something that God can't. Hmm. Unless I interpreted that wrong. No. Okay, go ahead. 15. They are worthless, a work of delusion, 
At the time of their punishment, they should perish. Not like these is he who is the portion of Jacob, for he is the one who formed all things. And Israel is the tribe of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. Gather up your bundle from the ground, O, ye, o you who dwell under siege. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I am slinging out the inhabitants of the land at this time, and I will bring distress on them, that they may fill it. Woe is me because of my hurt, my wound is grievous. But I said, truly this is an affliction, and I must bear it. My tent is destroyed, and all my cords are broken, and my children have gone from me, and they are not, and they are not. There is no one to spread my tent again and to set up my curtains. Okay, so let's talk about this. 19 says, well, let's start at 18. For thy said the Lord, behold, I will sling out. So he said he gonna, he going to take them out, right? Mm -hmm. Which means he's going to take them out of the land which he gave them. Which which um, we started off with who? Who um, started dividing up the land? Thank you. And then David comes and unifies everything, right? And so every, they have their land and they have this nation because they promised them and they got they can live there as long as they want to, as long as they obey, right? But then he says, and then of course, you know, David wasn't perfect, but he worshiped God and he repented. And then his son went in there and started marrying all these people. And now we got all this confusion, right? And 19 says, woe is for me, my hurt. Who's speaking? Is it Jeremiah who's hurting? I would think it's Jeremiah, but maybe not. Okay. Woe is me for my, for my hurt. My wound is grievous. But I say, truly, this is a grief I must bear. My tabernacle is spoiled and my cords are broken. My children are gone forth of me and they are not. There is none to stretch forth my tent anymore and to set up my curtains. Jesus. God is hurting. Y'all, the context, when we started in 18, is he said, thus said the Lord. God is hurting. Because Jeremiah ain't got no children. He don't have a tabernacle. Why is he grieving? He just God just said I gotta disperse my key my children off my land. So that's him hurting, right? Because God is God is God. So therefore he he created emotions. He can he can grieve. He can become angry. He is he is God, right? But the Buddha that's sitting on the ground cannot get angry. Okay, let's go to 21. Well, the shepherds are stupid and do not inquire of the Lord. Therefore, they have not prospered, and all their flock is scattered. A voice, a rumor, behold, it comes. A great commotion out of the north country to make the cities of Judah a desolation, a lair of jackals. So who are we talking about? What city from the north is going to come and make Judah desolate? Babylon. Thank you. Go ahead. I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself. That is not in man who walks to direct his steps. Correct me, O Lord, but in justice, not in your anger, lest you bring me to nothing. And so this is Jeremiah talking, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Pour out your wrath on the nations that know you not, and on the peoples that call not on your name. For they have devoured Jacob. They have devoured him and consumed him, and have laid waste his habitation. Now we know that Jacob is the land, so we're not talking about Jacob as a person. He's remember that they are divided up um, into two um, into two different camps, and Israel is gone, and now Jacob is going to be devoured. They have done everything possible to uh, make God angry, right? Mm -hmm. So let's go to Psalms thirty-seven and, and um, twenty-five. You said thirty-seven. Mm-hmm.
I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteousness forsake for of his children of his children begging for bread. So we know that if we come to God, he's not going to forsake us, but we got to come to him, right? Mm -hmm. um, Proverbs 16 and 9. Let me see if I really want to read that real quick. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. A man's heart is devious in his ways, but the Lord directed his steps. So we already know we have an evil heart. We already know that we, what, what's the descriptions that we got in Jeremiah what man, man is? Stupid. Mm -hmm. Now we reading in, 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 in Proverbs that we have devious ways, right? So basically, and to sum it up, we know good without God's help, right? So our own devices, we mess things up. So why would we worship something that we create? Because whatever we create is going to be, it's going to be, whatever's in our hearts going to be inputted in this creation, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, maybe I'm talking myself. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 20 and 24 says, man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? How can you create an idol and then, then you worship it and, and how can the idol um, direct you, your path and tell you what to do? It's impossible. You can't. You got. You can't be the captain of your own ship, um, in, in life. You gotta focus on God. How can this idol do this, right? All right. So we have finished chapter ten in Jeremiah, and God has made this big statement. I want you to understand. What did I say about Jeremiah at the beginning of the introduction of this of this book? It's not in chronological order. It's not in chronological order. It's not in chronological order. So what did I say? It's not in chronological order, right? So when we get to chapter 11, don't think that we just left off in where we was in chapter 9 and 10. Okay? You got to look at it in its own, um, its own set of circumstances. Okay? So now we're going to, um, let's read uh, Jeremiah 11 through 3. No, to 5. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Hear the words of this covenant and speak to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. You shall say to them, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, cursed be the man who does not hear the words of this covenant that I commanded your fathers when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, from the iron furnaces, saying, Listen to my voice, and do all that I command you, so shall you be my people, you be my people, and I will be your God, that I might confirm the oath that I swore to your fathers, to give them a land flowing with milk and honey, as they at this day. Then answered, So be it, Lord. Okay, so usually um, we always have, I brought them from Egypt, I brought them from Egypt, I brought them from Egypt, right? Um, but we have some um, other um, descriptions. I would like to go to Deuteronomy 11 and 28. And you might as well just keep Deuteronomy open because we're going to um, um, continue in there. What was it, 9? 11 and 28. Hold on a second. A curse if ye will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. So we know that that's a curse, right? Mm -hmm. Go to 27 and 26 of Deuteronomy. Stacey, can you read that, please? Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of the law to do them, and all the people shall say, 
Amen. So in Jeremiah 3, it says, You said, Say to them, Thus said the Lord of God of Israel, Cursed be the man who does not hear the words of this covenant. So you, he, Jeremiah, at this time, we know that Deuteronomy has been introduced. So he's saying, Remember, this is what the word of the Lord said. We have a covenant with him, and you're going to be cursed if you don't follow it, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go to uh, 28 and 15. You say, Venus, why we keep going back to Deuteronomy? We keep reading it because apparently we need to keep hearing it, right? Go ahead, Stacy. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and all his statutes, which I commanded thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Okay, go up to 19. Keep on reading. Curse shall thou be in the city, and curse shall thou be in the field. Curse shall thou, curse shall be thy basket and thy store. Curse shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Curse shall thou be when thou comest in, and curse shall thou be when thou goest out. Keep read 20. I, I feel that it's important. It went in my notes, but I won't read it. <clears throat> the Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do, until thou be destroyed, and until thou perish quickly, because of the wickedness of thy doing, whereby thou hast forsaken me. And so ESV says, The Lord will send you curses, confusion, frustration and all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken me. And finally, 29 verses, uh, let me make sure. Give me one second. Okay, 29, 20 through 21. The Lord will not be willing to forgive him, but rather the anger of the Lord and his jealousy will smoke against that man, and the curses written in this book will settle upon him, and the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven. And the Lord will single him out from all the tribes of Israel for calamity in accordance with all the curses of the covenant written in this book of the law. Go to, up to 19, 29 and 19. And just read the first sentence. One who, when he hears the words of this sworn covenant, blesses himself in his heart, saying, <coughs> I shall be saved, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. So he, he, this the covenant is um is important. So when we get to Jeremiah and eleven, just based on what we've read already, do you believe that the 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 covenant has been broken? Mm -hmm. Yes. Anybody in this room think that the, the the covenant hasn't been broken? Please say that. Say it now, and tell me why. So we're gonna take it as if the covenant was broken, which it was. And we're going to continue to um, verse 6, um, starting with. And the Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Hear the words of this covenant and do them. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go back to 5. Okay. Um, go to Ezekiel. Yay! <laughs> 20, 6 through 15. That's an inside joke. Alicia, read verse 6. Of chapter 20. Of Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Verse 6. In the day that I lifted up my hand unto them to bring them forth from the land of Egypt into a land that I had, 
searched out for them, flowing with milk and honey, which is the glory of all the land. Okay. And, and Stacy, read um, verse 5 again in Jeremiah 11 and 5. That I may confirm the oath that I swore to your fathers to give to them a land flowing with milk and honey as that this day. Then I answered, so be it, Lord. Okay. And so then we're going to go to Jeremiah 32 and 22. And we will read that. Jeremiah 32, 22. And you gave them this land, which you swore to their fathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, so you say, Venus, what's the point? It's the land flowing <coughs> with milk and honey. Well, the point is that this is the only three times that the, that the land flowing with milk and honey is mentioned outside the Torah. Mm -hmm. Is Jeremiah and Ezekiel books of the Torah? No. Correct. They're not books of the Torah. So these three times that they have this description, both prophet, well, Jeremiah talks about it twice, but both um, Ezekiel and Jeremiah talk about that God uh, gave them a land that was flowing with milk and honey. They left Egypt, went into the desert, right? Mm -hmm. 40 years, and he gave them, that he gave them everything he's supposed to give. Now, the problem is, is that when they get it and God tells them to uh, get their land and do whatever, not, you know, uh, Joshua, he did all the work. They still didn't do what they were supposed to do. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. We learned that even though God said, kill everybody, do all this. Nope, they didn't do none of that. Most of, They did some of it, but not all of it, right? Mm -hmm. So they were already in disobedience, right? Mm -hmm. So now he didn't give you this land this is your land and milk and honey, and all you got to do is obey. They can't do that because they are like us. They're, they're, they're brutish, they're stupid, their hearts undefiled, right? It's just being real about it. Okay, so let's go back to um, 6, Jeremiah uh, 11 and 6. And the Lord said to me, Proclaim all these words in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Hear the words of this covenant and do them. For I solemnly warned your fathers when I brought them out of the land of Egypt, warning them persistently, even to this day, saying, Obey my voice. So he, he didn't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to do this. He continually, he'd been Amen. telling prophets to come and tell them to stop. Stop, 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 stop. Mm -hmm. He he had told his took the sisters and brothers in the other nation, they they scattered. And he gave you all the signs and wonders to tell you to get together, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but everyone walked in the stubbornness of his evil heart. Therefore I brought upon them all the words of this covenant, which I commanded them to do, but they did not. Again the Lord said to me. A conspiracy exists among the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Please circle this, um, star this, because there is a real conspiracy that Jeremiah is talking about. And we'll find out what the conspiracy is later. But this is talking about a conspiracy in general. But there is a specific general um, conspiracy that we're going to talk about later in this chapter. Okay. All right, and it's in secret. But how many people know that what's in secret, God already know? Amen. Amen. Go ahead, number ten. They have turned their back. They have turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers, who refused to hear my words. They have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant that I made with their fathers. So now we're now you're talking about. Both now, both my both my kids, my set kids, my twins have broken my heart. Right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Therefore, thus says the Lord: Behold, I am bringing disaster upon them that they cannot escape. Though they cry to me, I will not listen to them. 
Then the cities of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem will go and cry to the gods to whom they make offerings, but they cannot save them in the time of their trouble. For your gods have become as many as your cities. O Judah, and as many as the streets of Jerusalem are the altars you have set up to shame, altars to make offerings to Baal. Therefore, do not pray for this people, or lift up a cry or prayer on their behalf, for I will not listen when they call to me in the time of their trouble. Okay, let's see how many times he says, therefore, do not pray for these people. He's talking to Jeremiah, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or lift a cry, do not pray again, or prayer on their behalf, do not mm -hmm. pray for them three times. That's deep. Because he said he's not going to listen. That's, that's deep. That's just, what if what if we didn't have Jesus, y'all? And God said, I'm not going to listen to you. Where would we be? Mm -mm -mm. Go ahead, 15. What right has my beloved in my house when she has done many vile deeds? Can even sacrificial flesh of virtue of doom? Can you then exalt? The Lord once called you a green olive tree, beautiful with good fruit, but with the roar of a great tempest, he will set fire to it, and its branches will be consumed. The Lord of hosts who planted you has decreed disaster against you because of the evil that the house of Israel and the house of Judah have done, provoking me to anger by making offerings to Baal. The Lord made it known to me, and I knew. Then you showed me their deeds. Stop. So we stopped at 17, and God was talking about the, the provoking, um, provoking anger and all these idols and everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just breathe. And when you read verse 18, what do you think he's saying? Who was talking, first of all? Jeremiah, the Lord made it known to me, and I knew, then you showed me their deeds. So therefore, something happened, right? God just revealed something to him, right? He said, he made it known to me, and you showed me your deeds. So now we got the beginning of the what? Thank you. Woo! I thought I was going to have to wait for a long time. <laughs> All right. So now we got the plot, right? Oh, for the conspiracy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Against Jeremiah. Oh. And then he says in 19, read it slow. But I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I did not know it was against me they devised schemes, saying, let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. So God had revealed to Jeremiah that they are trying to kill him. But we still don't know who trying to kill him. Okay? Okay? So I'm, I'm getting excited because I want to tell you who trying to kill him and go into some other verses. But I'm going to wait to get to the other verses because I want you to get to who is trying to kill him. Okay? Go 20. But, O Lord of hosts, who judges rightly, who tests the heart and the mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have I committed my cause. So he said, God, go get him. <laughs> okay, but who we finna go get? Go 21. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the men of Ananah and Thoth, uh, who seek your life, and say, Do not prophesy in the name of the Lord. Or you will die by your hand. All right. He said, we found out who is the conspiracy against him, right? Mm -hmm. But we're going to go back to Jeremiah. One. Miss Alicia, tell me what one says. Okay. Jeremiah 1 and 1. Uh-huh. The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hezekiah. Uh, oh and of the priests that were of Ananas in the land of Benjamin. Who? So Jeremiah is from where? 
And they in the land of Benjamin. Right? And then you go to verse uh, Jeremiah 11 and 21, and it say, who trying to kill him? The, so so what does that tell you? And we're going to do some real thinking. We're going to do some thinking. If he from Anathoth, and the people of Anathoth trying to kill him, who are these people? His own people. And who else? Who else live there? Who else lived there? Jeremiah. Who, who, where Jeremiah come from? He just came from the sky? No. Where he come from? Y'all, it's more simpler than that. If I go home and my mama is there, who else is there trying to kill me? My family. My family, the priests and the people, I go home and I think I'm going to be comfortable. And when I go home, that when I come to walk in truth and I preach the word of God, I'm not thinking y'all trying to kill me. I'm thinking y'all got my back. Huh, this sounds familiar. Let's go to Luke. You, but you're going to Luke 4. And somebody tell me what verse I'm going to. Thank you. And what does the title say? Jesus rejected at Nazareth. So let's read 16 all the way down to 30 and see who else went and preached and, and, and people trying to kill him. Go ahead. Uh, um, Start. Go ahead and read that for me. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovering from sight, from of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless you would quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, Truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in the Israel in the days of Elijah when the heavens were shut up. And years and six months, three years and six months, and a great famine came all over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to the woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, Elisha, and none of them was clean, cleansed, but only Naaman. The Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of town, out of the town, and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through in their midst, he went away. And Matthew 13 says, Is this not the corporate son? 1355. Is, it not the, is this not the carpenter's son? Is this not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. 
and he did not do many he didn't he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief so you think when you go back home that the people that you, that raised you and know you would believe you and give you honor because they know who where you came from and both Jeremiah and Jesus both seen that that ain't true in their circumstances right Let's go to Isaiah 53, 7 through 8. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that is before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. But by, by oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. Is Now when you compare that to um, what Jeremiah said, right? He said, but I'm like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. Mm -hmm. That's Isaiah saying this, right? Mm -hmm. it's a com I'm comparing the scriptures, right? Yeah. Let's go to Revelations 5 and 6. Alicia, can you read that? And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he went... Uh, just stay there. I'm sorry. Let's go, to, let's go back to Psalms 83 and 4. Hold on. Let's let uh, Miss LaVera get to it. 83 and 4. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want you to get there. I know I'm, I'm flipping. Thank you. All right. I'm ready. They say, come, let us wipe them out of as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. And that is exactly what they said about um. um uh, Jeremiah, let's let's destroy him so he's no more, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, if I was preaching, I would say something else. <laughs> God, man, I you know I make up some stuff anyway. Um, so now we got a plot in the hometown of Anna. We're going back to Jeremiah, right? And Jeremiah has just asked God to um, get them, right? Mm -hmm. And so verse 21, he says, um, no, verse 22, Jeremiah 11 and 22. Start, let's say, tell him what okay. God said. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, behold, I will punish them. The young men shall die by the sword. The sons, their daughters shall die by the famine. And none of them shall be left. For I will bring disaster upon the men of Anathoth the year of their punishment. Okay, so um, when I was studying this, I had a problem because commentary said that God was going to punish the people of Anath and there's going to be no remnant. Okay? Everybody hear what I said? Mm -hmm. And of course, I do study, right? And I'm reading Messler, and Messler says um, the whole ordeal um, of Ezra, Nehemiah, and the return, there's only 30,000 that return, but a remnant of Anna will not return. But Venus, you know, Venus got problems. So she she is not going to go and just take what the commentary says and say that that's the truth. Right. Because I have a problem. Anybody want to know what my problem is? My problem is Ezra 2 and 23 
in Nehemiah 7 and 27. So, um, Miss Alicia and Miss um, Stacy, Stacy get Ezra 2 and 23, and Miss Alicia get Nehemiah 7 and 27. Whoever gets the first reading. Ezra 2, 23. The men of Anathoth, 128. Okay. So Nehemiah says what? Nehemiah 728. So we we read Ezra and Nehemiah and they were doing the accounting, right? Of mm -hmm. the people that was coming back. Mm -hmm. So what you think my problem was? But you said he'll wipe them all off, but then some of them survived. So what does that mean? That means it does it mean the Bible is wrong? Or it or does it mean that um, the commentaries are wrong, or or does it mean something else? It means that God always leaves a remnant. But verse, okay, so God always leaves a remnant. Yes, it does, right? Those were captives in Babylon, right? Where they end up. Okay, but he said in verse 23, what? In Je Jeremiah 11 and 23, what does he say? And none of them shall be left, for I will bring disaster upon them. Okay, so then where does it say there's going to be a remnant for them? Well, don't don't tell me what God always do. I ain't trying to be funny and not being disrespectful. Well, meant that there will be no remnant of them left there in that city. That whole city will be annihilated. That's and what not, it says, not, right? Not the complete one hundred percent of the people. What is, say that again? Not the complete one hundred percent of the people. What does it say? What does it say? None if of them shall be left. King James Version says, and there shall be no remnant of them, and I will bring evil upon the men of Anab, even the year of their visitation. Then it, um, the ESV Version says, and none of them shall be left right. for the disaster upon the men of Anab, the year of their punishment. And then uh, ASV, let's go there. I'm going to go there, and we're going to read that too. I, I, I'm really trying to get us to. We, I can't just go back on what the um, the commentary is, right? And there should be no remnant unto them, for I will bring evil upon Anab, even in the year of their visitation. So, what do you think? What do you think is? is do you think that this is a typo? What do you think? No. Well, the question I would ask is, what is their, what is the year of their visitation? Thank you. I mean, it's right there in front of you. What is their year of visitation? And then also, if you read 11 and 21, <clears throat> therefore, thus said the Lord concerning the men of Anab, who seek your life. Everybody, I mean, everybody didn't seek his life there. So, so, but what I'm trying to explain to you, what I'm trying to show you guys is, is that people can get hung up on one scripture and say that all the Bible is wrong or this is wrong or this verse is wrong because we're not reading. 21 and 23 have if clauses in there. Not if clauses, but clauses in there to make you understand that that 128 is there for a reason. Right? Mm -hmm. Does everybody understand what I'm trying to say? None shall be left, but none the none shall be left is the ones who seek his life. Right? Right. It says, therefore, that says the Lord concerning the men of Anna who seek your life. We already learned in Jeremiah that God is not going to kill other people just because because the, their fathers did something, right? Right. They're going to kill the people who seeking who, his life. who seeking his life. 
So there's no go it's not gonna be anybody who anybody who was sick in his life, they families ain't gonna live. Right. However, what I was trying to show is is that I could have stopped at what Mesler said and said there's no remnant. And then y'all come back and say, well, Venus, what happened in Ezra and Nehemiah? Because we read in Ezra and Nehemiah, it was 128 people. And so it's, I had to stop and say, hold up, Venus. The word ain't wrong. Both can be true. It could be 128 people and no remnant. But who's no remnant? And what is the year of visitation? Now, I ain't figured that out yet. But I could read by looking at the re reading it that it was the, the people who, who went after his life. Mm -hmm. Remember, well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, in, in the Bible talked about, you know, those who had done this to Jeremiah and they tried to flee. Remember, they, later on they're going to try to yeah, flee. Yeah, they're going to try to flee. And then God said, you can't run. There's nowhere you can run from me. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you trying to tell, you kind of say that my man of God who came home and told you this. Now, mind you, this, and let me put a framework, Josiah is still alive around this time. That's why I said it's not chronological. And he is doing a lot of reform, so they already plot to kill him too. Because he's going to do it. Remember, he went in there and cleaned house. So he cleaning house and taking high places. And it's just like in Nehemiah and Ezra, we had people going against them for doing what God said. Remember? They had, oh, king, no, you can't, they can't rebuild, they plotting. So all of this, y'all, it's, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Whenever that Isaiah, if you read Isaiah, you know Isaiah was running for his life every five seconds. Right? And I even went and found. Which I thought was so, um, uh, I was trying to figure something out. Psalms 31 uh, and 13, I found it show something and I'll read it. And I found it on my own. It says, for I hear the whispering of many terror on every side as they scheme together against me as they plot to take my life. Who said that? David. David knew, because who was plotting to take his life? Absalom. Yeah, he can hear it. He can hear them plotting to kill him. So how you think Jeremiah, like, I went home and told the truth. And what did they do? They smiled in my face. And all the time, what was they? Backstabbers trying to kill me. Yeah. And God revealed that. And, and now he mad. I'm like, hold up. Hold up. How you gonna try to kill me? I'm your son. I'm your brother. I'm your, you know, I'm your cousin. You trying to kill me because I'm telling the truth? Because you don't want to hear it? Remember the New Testament, the Gospels, Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus would not commend himself to men because he would know what's in their hearts. Yes. And they wanted to make him king and he like, and he disappeared on them because yeah. like, he knows what's in their hearts because he knew that when he refused to be king, they were talking about throwing him off the cliff. And then, and then what happens when you don't like what the king do? If you go in kings, every five minutes somebody was getting assassinated. We couldn't even keep, keep up. Such and such was the king for three days. Then he got assassinated because you can't please people. Because people always, as much as they want, want to feel good for you, and I'm not talking about everybody, but when you're trying to speak the truth, is that's when, when everything comes after you. And they want to persecute you, and you, and, but you, you being in your human form, like, well, why are you trying to kill me? I'm trying to save you. Because I don't want to be saved, because what I created, I can control. I created this idol. I don't need God. I can control this. But mind you, when something's coming after me, what does the atheist say? God help me. Because you got to believe somebody is higher than this. The universe. I love how these stars are saying the universe. The, the universe what? The universe is an inanimate object. It's God. Amen. Who's helping you. 
You ain't say, oh, universe saved me when you in a community have a car accident. You don't say that. That's too much. So what he's, he's saying is his people coming after me and just like Jesus. And I saw the parallel of what happened. You thinking you coming to do a good, great thing and your people like, nah, nah, you just, you just that little boy, Jeremiah. Now Jeremiah like, God, get him. Get him. They trying to kill me and cause I ain't even asked to do this. He ain't even asked, right? right? God just put that in him. Am I making up the word? Well, all the prophets were never like wanted to be what they were. No, and we talked about that. And when we we went to chapter one, right? Mm -hmm. He says, "Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you and I appointed you to the prophet." And he said, "I don't know how to speak, for I am young." <laughs> he said, "No, I ain't trying to do this." Now he got to go tell his people, "God finna get y'all," and that, and they even they calling. Calling him a liar and, and saying that he not um he not sent by God <laughs> sent by God right he said but that, that's what it's that's so he say let um they say let us destroy the tree with its fruit let us cut him off the land of the living that his name be remembered no more let's shut him up. He talking too much. He's not saying. He's not saying what what we want him to say. Correct. Y'all. But ain't you like you said? Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. But but people names. <laughs> ain't nothing changed. When you start to tell the truth, you get canceled. <laughs> Are you crazy? Let's put them that but Jeremiah was doing what God called him to do. So now that when we get to uh chapter 12, you you're gonna see um something different when we go there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um so let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come right now, God. We just thank you. We bless you, God. We ask you to keep us and guide us and direct us. Um, for we are not worthy of your grace and your mercy. And so we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast on the WITRN network. Come join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for Sunday worship. Bible study is held on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We are located at 3006 North Lindbergh Boulevard Suite 711, St. Louis, Missouri, 63074. All are welcome and we look forward to seeing you soon.